and we're live. How you doing, Matty? Good, mate. Yourself? I'm good, thank you. We had a beautiful grapple just before. Um, nice lunch. Yeah. Ready to film the Hydrogen podcast one more time. Get straight into it. Yes. Um, how you been before we get into it? Yeah, good. As I said, uh, getting my groove back. Nice. Grooving. Grooving. Grooving, huh? Lots of good training. Um, how about you? How are you? How's the kid? I've been good. Life is, uh, as we're talking, is interesting right now. And there's like a million different things. It's like there's fires everywhere. So I'm trying to kind of put out little fires here, there and everywhere. And trying to do my best with every little part of it as well. So it becomes hard. Um, but it's exciting. It's beautiful. And every every project that I'm working on that I have my hands in is a really exciting one and a good one. And it's for good reasons. You know, and it's, it's beautiful. It's good to see that the Hydrogen crew is getting better and improving and the classes are on fire all the time. Um, you know, um, <clears throat> personally, doing, uh, I'm doing the GMB program. It's like a mobility program, gold medal bodies. And so you know, waking up after training, grappling with you, always having these niggles. If you don't get them out at the start of the day and kind of like you forget about them, that they're still there. And I think slowly, slowly you start to get more and more tense. Um, it's been great. I've just been doing this mobility program for the past, I'd say, about a few weeks now, mm-hmm. every morning, and it's been beautiful. Um, so yeah, we're doing we're doing good. We're doing good. And we're, so with regards to the high jiu-jitsu podcast today, and I mean on that topic of health and quality of life, Maddie, what's the high jiu-jitsu mission? To help build, to help everyday people build. Far out, you've just like, oh, I know this no. one, I've, I've quoted Let's it go, a million Maddie. times. Do it again. Let's go. To help everyday people build quality of life with grace of jiu-jitsu. Thank you very much, Matty. I was just tongue-tied. Yes, I know you were. Of course you were <laughs> tongue-tied. Of course you know the mission of high jiu-jitsu. We help everyday people build quality of life with Gracie jiu-jitsu. And quality of life. I was having a chat, actually. I was on the <clears throat> Martial Arts Media podcast with George Ferry last week. Um, and that was a really, really fun um, time. And we're talking about this idea of um, quality of life. Um, what do you think of quality of life? What's quality of life in, in Maddie's brain? The quality of my life. <laughs> Come on, Maddie, give me more, uh, give me more. Everything, like physical, mental, spiritual, uh, uh, feel everything being in balance and being good you know not nothing being out of whack nothing being bad mm-hmm. you know having a good quality of life so having all of those areas met also then you're just your needs your, your all your basic ba- needs are met your yeah. basic needs your, your 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 food your water your shelter yes yes yeah. okay um we're th- we're on the right on the right page right now um okay quality of life here's a here's a beautiful word and you might not um have heard of it before but it's eudaimonia oh mate onomatopoeia (laughs) eudaimonia a-u-d-a-i-m-o-n-i-a i'm not a demon no No. (laughs) (laughs) sorry well in greek you say evdemonia Right, and it's an Aristotelian kind of ideal, and this idea of evdemonia is, um, I guess, contrary to hedonia, and what that means essentially, evdemonia, is this idea of human flourishing. So, how do you, as a human, flourish in life? How do you thrive? And you know, with regards to jujitsu, we talk about you know on the mats, and of course, it has to be off the mats. We spend you know an hour of our day or you know, the, the average student spends, you know, an hour and a half at jiu-jitsu class per day. I spend about eight hours a day on, on the mats some days, you know, sometimes less, sometimes more. Um, but for the most part, life, there's more life off the mats than there is on the mats. And this podcast topic for today is a really, really big one because we spend a third of our lives, hopefully, doing this. And it is uh, sleep. So, you know, you said your basic needs are met, your food, your water, your shelter, sleep. You're sleeping. That's a basic need, man. Yeah, man. Um, especially if you're at the gym, if you're on the mats and you're grappling and, you know, you're straining yourself and you're working really hard. 
um, there needs to be, it's like, you know, you got the cup and you're emptying the cup with regards to all the output throughout mm. the day and you have to fill the cup. Um, and a big part of that, uh, you know, there's other aspects as well, but I think a very under, um, not underutilized, but, you know, um, something that needs to have, needs to be very significant in people's lives because it's an essential and that is sleep. So today the podcast topic is help. I can't sleep post jujitsu. Maddie, there's been a lot of students that have asked me this question. They're like, John, because you know, we have a, I remember SPMA days, Maddie, back in the day, we had a class, the, the, the advanced class was 810 and it went to 945. Was it that late? Yes. Wow, yeah, okay. Monday, yeah, Wednesday right. was yeah. 810 to 945. And we'd, you know, we'd finish grappling at 10 o'clock and then, you know, you'd grapple after class as well. And then you'd have a chat, you know, um, after class to all the homies. And then you'd, you know, that, that lasts a long time <laughs> usually. And then you'd go home and then you'd have to have something to eat. And then you'd have to like wind down. So before it would be like one o'clock and I'd have to be, you know, before I was in bed. And then, you know, working the nine to five back then, I'd be up at like 6.30, 7 o'clock to get ready for work. So, you know, we're burning the candle at both ends, right? Um, training really, really hard and not getting any sleep. Man, I, I can't help but remember back to that time. Uh, you may have been getting up early for work, but I remember... What were you doing? I used to sleep in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, as you said, we'd finish at 9.45, I'd be home at 10, 10, 10 15, whatever, whatever time it was. You'd you lived to, close to the gym then? Uh, yeah. I lived half hour drive oh right that was a long way yeah okay so it was usually uh after 10 that i'd be home i'd shower i'd eat and then yeah your mind's still racing so i'd usually then just jump on the computer and i'd i'd be up until midnight one o'clock as you said unlike you i'd i have only recently been able to become a morning person uh, and it's still a working i wasn't a morning person i have to pull myself out of bed I couldn't. I, I would sleep and I'd wake up at nine o'clock and I'd be like, oh, I'm meant to be at work now. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Consistently every Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. Yeah, would be, that would be the time I'd get to work. Yeah, yeah right. So that's, I can't help but laugh, you know. I, I, I didn't do a very good job. Uh, Did you get fired? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I didn't. Um, but I, I was okay, how was the quality of your work then? If that Mate, was... I, I treated my body <clears throat> terribly. I'd get to, I'd get to work. And I'd have a 500 mil energy drink, yeah. half a liter of just sugar and taurine caffeine. and caffeine yep. and all that goodness. Good <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing a wink for those who can't see me. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I at least, I wasn't pulling myself out of sleep. So I was, I was still getting my eight hours in. Of course you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's at it. At the expense of your work. Yeah, that's it. It's only work. Yeah, and some of us, like you know, can't do that. Some of us have to be up, and they have bosses that are actually looking at the time and, and cracking see, the whip, cracking the whip. You know, and or you know, right now I've got a little bubba who wakes up six thirty, and he starts talking and like pretends, co pretend coughs <laughs> to get some get some attention and to just call one of us out. And the moment he starts, like he just wakes me up all the time. And then I, I hear him for about two minutes and then, you know, a big part of me just wants to get up and cuddle him. So, but I'm really tired, but I get out of bed, you know? So, um, look, we, a lot of us don't have the, um, the, the privilege of sleeping in, but even saying that, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it's not even ideal, you know, to sleep in later. There's a lot of situations where, um, well, you know, ideally, the sleep before 10 p.m., like is for 8 p.m., to be honest, is like is apparently worth double than, you know, past 12 p.m. But, you know, um, we can go into the science of that. But um, it's important to have a really important sleep routine. Now, at higher Jiu-Jitsu, currently our last class finishes at 8. You know, we're at, I'm out of here by, you know, by the time we swept the mats and dusted and had everyone off the mats chatting and, you know, um, mopping the mats as we do every every class and, um, nine o'clock, I'm, I'm leaving here, you know, 10 o'clock, probably 9.40, I'm at home. Um, just grappling with the idea of having dinner after, uh, after, after training. But in any case, um, you've grappled. Mm. 
and your heart rate's gone up and a lot of people have a, a, a challenge. It's a challenge for people to sleep after training. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Unfortunately, I can't say I'm one of those people. I could finish rolling at 8.30 and I'll be asleep by 10. Really? Yep. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave here. I'll be home by 9. Shower, eat, sleep. And I can just... You just drop like that. So there'll be the occasional night where it takes me an hour or two, but they're few and far between. Yeah, right. I can I can just ten within ten minutes I can fall asleep. I think that's uh, that's pretty pretty good going right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Last night I was wide eyed. Um, I got home. Look, I had a beautiful night last night. We had the advanced class, and my whoop strap said I had a I had a, a strain level of seventeen point five which is out of 21. So there was some pretty good training last night and then had a beautiful fundamentals class and then spoke to some um, newbies for the first time and, you know, got them signed up. And then, as we said, cleaned the mats. And then the crew of high jiu-jitsu gave me this most beautiful birthday gift that I'll have for the rest of my life. Um, Yes, I'll have for the rest of my life. It's the most epic, beautiful Kataro black belt embroidered. Um, man, and I, I was just like, I was up in bed last, I was trying to sleep last night and for about half an hour, I don't know how long it was, I couldn't sleep. Um, so, you know, this, uh, it's a timely, timely podcast episode, this one. So, you know, good sleep is one of the silent wonders of the world. It really is. There's nothing like waking up after a good solid night's sleep, refreshed and ready for the day ahead. Maddie, so we talk about like crappy sleep in those times where you have to you rely on the Red Bulls and the mothers. Yeah, oh, that, that was that was a way of life for. Was a long mother time. a Red Bull or V? V. Yeah. Yeah, it was a way of life. That's probably the, like the better of the three in terms of taste. I don't know how people drink mother. That stuff's disgusting. They're all bad, man. Let's be real. They're all gross. Yes. Um, but you know, okay, let's say you actually have a sleep and you sleep in, you sleep early, and you wake up at a reasonable time. Have you ever, you know that feeling when you just spring up out of bed and you're just ready for the day? I love that. I love that. But it takes a lot of work. It takes so much work to get there. Um, you know, and of all the bad things that exist around us, not being able to sleep easily ranks as one of the worst of all. Insomniacs, I, I feel for those guys and girls. Um, I think that's like just, that's torture. Hey, yeah. sleep deprivation, it's a form of torture, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, having a newborn baby, <laughs> you kind of see Form that. torture. There's <laughs> not torture. You know why you're doing it, you know, but but uh, there's like 99% of your body is just wanting to sleep. Yeah. But you can't, you know, because you have to like, you know, hold the baby or do something with the baby. Um, so it's, you know, no wonder there's, you know, sleep deprivation is used as a torture tactic for centuries. So jujitsu and sleep. When you train hard, your body revs up its engines. Your heart rate steps it up. You know, your breath attempts to keep up the pace. You start to sweat so you don't heat up. You're panting, you're thinking quick, and you're in the heat of battle. That advanced class last night was beautiful. We had some visitors in from different schools, um, so different games that we were playing with. And, yep. you know, everyone was playful, but, you know, those are those are a bit more advanced classes, a bit of a step up in intensity than any other class at higher. And, you know, that's d- by design, for sure. You, how many um, advanced classes? When was the last one you came to? Oh, quite a while ago, probably six weeks. Yeah, right. Six weeks ago. Um, you know, it's it's hard training. Mm. Your you know your fight or flight, right? It kind of feels a little bit more like that. Mm. Um, as in, everything's a little bit quicker. There's a little bit more at stake. You know, like let's say fundamentals, Maddie. I'm grappling with with a student. I'll see some opportunities and I'll pretend to go for them, and then I'll look for the oppo- I'll look for the part. And I'll leave a little opening, and I'm waiting for the student to get out. You know, and I think, you know, they're probably doing the same thing with me, you know, and we kind of, it's playful. Whereas advanced class, I make an effort of like being a little bit like sharper, you know, so kind of sharpening the sword in that class in that um, it just, it's the the intensity goes up, let's say like that. Definitely. It's a lot more competitive, you know, and it might not be fight or flight necessarily. We know that we're not fight. We know we're not in a survival like um, situation. But it's how your body perceives the stress of somebody trying to choke you or catch your limbs, you know, whether you're playing or not. Um, So in this type of training, you're using your sympathetic nervous system, the flight or flight response. 
um, and that's responsible for these high stress solution uh, situations. It's like a car, you know, revving in order to keep up with the traffic. You know, you, you're not necessarily redlining. Well, I think I was redlining last night at the 17. 17.5. Yeah. I wonder what Benny had there, you know, and um, th- but th- and that's the nature of it. It's beautiful. It's fun. And, you know, we're not, um, we're not made, like we, <clears throat> we have these engines and we can use them. You know, if you have a racing car, it's nice to race it, you know. Um, we're capable of a lot as humans and it's nice to push not push the limits, stay within the limits, but get very close to the limit, you know? Like it's nice to do that um, and have a strategy for doing that. And I wouldn't recommend doing that all the time. I think it's a recipe for disaster if you're always taking the car out for a, you know, a hard spin. But, you know, if you're on the racetrack, you know, get it out there and, you know, hit top speed. There's times to hit top speed, you know, and there's a time and place for that. So for example, something like an advanced class or, you know, an open rank class that we're doing tonight, that happens. I really like the analogy. I'm just kind of the analogy of using a car revving yeah. at these different speeds, and even though we can we can redline, you shouldn't be redlining for too long because that is, as you said, going to start to damage, and you won't be able to slow down. The example for me that comes to mind is, is Formula One cars. I think they changed the, the 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 regulations a few years back on how this actually works within the Formula One world. But what they used to do is they used to have a separate engine for qualifying. So they'd have a car that was tuned so high yeah. that it was designed to basically a single-use engine. Yeah, yeah. And so if you can, you can redline that hard, but understand that you're pretty much going to have to throw away your body after that because it's done. <laughs> you've done it. Like, yeah. it. It's no longer going to ever function at that quality again. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever go. I just want to say, don't ever go that hard in the first place. Like, and they, they change the rules, right? So now you have to have like X amount of engines per per year, per or year, yeah, something like that. So they limited that. So, you know, that's why the qualifying lap was always the fastest laps they'd ever achieve mm-hmm. because they've got this purpose-built qualifying engine. Now, you know, so when we're on the mats, don't you're not a purpose-built qualifying car. Understand that you have to use this one engine for the rest of the day, the rest of the year, the rest of your life. The rest of your life, yeah. The rest of your life. So even though we do get to rev it up real high, understand you can't just redline it and then just expect it to be okay. You're mm-hmm. going to have to slow it down a bit and make sure that everything's still working afterwards. That's a, that's a beautiful way to put it, right? So let's say you blow a diff or something like that. And you, you know, you, you speak in car terms, I don't know. Bust now. your clutch or something, <laughs> right? Then you can't just like automatically replace it and come back in again. No. You know, in body terms, let's say, let's say, you, you know, you, you tweak your knee. Mm. I tweaked my neck um, a few weeks ago. And for one week, I was like, I was walking like, I was stuck like a robot. Mm. Um, and I couldn't move my neck. And it took me a week, you know, I had, um, had to go to the physio a few times, went to the mm. Cairo, took a page out of your. Yep. Uh, book you know and um got got massages there and really had to work with it yes so just like in the car you have to pull it apart after that after that race clean it all up the clean up the components make sure they're all kind of there again change the tires maybe um you know and bring it back in back onto the racetrack next mm. time um same thing with our body and it's it you know you can't just expect to rev it go hard and then just completely come to a halt right well i think that's finally enough how i hurt my neck is I came to the advanced class I, I was late unfortunately so I missed the warm up Yeah, I jumped straight into hard training pretty much cold mm-hmm. and then finished the class and left yep there you go so what did I do I basically redlined and then when you went home what'd you do eat and sleep eat as and you sleep. said yeah there you go and your muscles there were really really tight and then I woke up and my neck was stiff yep Whereas if you had taken a little bit of time, maybe like lay down on the ground, mm-hmm. let your muscles relax with gravity, you know, like kind of, I guess, get the force of gravity, um, you know, like limit limit that by lying on the mats and slowly move your head left and right yeah. and see where you can go, where you can't go. Give it some attention, give it some TLC. Yeah. Then that could have helped you out for the next day. Probably still would have been sore, but not as sore as what it was. Certainly. Yeah. So slow down slowly. Uh, when you rev that engine to the lengths required in a jiu-jitsu role, no matter how intense or not, um, as we said, focus on coming back slowly. 
you know, you can't just stomp on the brakes, as we said, and screech to a halt and expect to sleep smoothly. Unless you're Maddie Panza. In that case, you can. <laughs> yeah, we all sleep smoothly and wake up in pain the next day. All right, then can I ask you then, does it, does it matter on the variability of um, your roles? Okay, Maddie, let's test it out then. Come to an advanced class next week and we'll see, have some, have some more intense roles and then go home and see if that works for you as well. Because no, it, it might be different to the fundamentals class, you know, it might be different to the, just the regular, regular grapples. So it really, there's a spectrum here, yeah. you know, in the spectrum of training. To be honest, if I just coach, I can go home, I'm probably not gonna be too revved up at all. No. Whoopstrap says I don't work very hard at all. I thought I worked pretty hard when I was, when I was coaching. But I guess I don't get my heart rate up too much, you know. No. But when I'm having grapples, then the heart rate goes up. So, you know, just depending on that and how your training session goes will depend on how slowly you have to slow down. Certainly. Yeah. So you need to respect your engine. Respect the brakes. Come back to earth slowly, carefully. From fight or flight, you must transition to rest and digest. And that part of you is known as your parasympathetic nervous system. Fight or flight versus rest or di rest and digest you know and there's a there's a little um transitional period there and that's what we're going to be working on and talking about because this is how you sleep best when you when you slow it down and you're in the parasympathetic nervous system that's when your body can come to a halt and start to get some nice quality rest you know you need to be aware of this because sleep is critical to your success on the mats and off them sleep will keep you from getting unhealthy and sick you know, it'll help you stay consistent with training and you'll be happier and saner. So, Maddie, I was just telling the, the boys beforehand, um, you know, with, the, with Mr. Roscoe, my little kid, um, it was, I really felt like I was, my immunity was a lot lower. I felt like I was catching colds a little bit easier. You know, um, maybe when I was training, like little tweaks would come easier as well to, to get because there's just no recovery, it's minimal recovery at least. So what that means, that's why I got this whoop strap on. If anyone doesn't know what a whoop strap is, look it up. It's, um, it's this little device you have on your arm and it helps you, like it, it determines your recovery. It's all based on your heart rate and the heart rate variability. And it measures how well you've recovered. So you can determine how hard you're gonna push yourself the next day or you know how hard you're gonna work. You know? um, it measures your sleep performance. Yeah. Um, and all of these things combine to you know, an optimal level of strain throughout the day. So that's why me and Maddie, what I was supposed to do was not grapple too hard today because I had a very low recovery rate, probably because I was wired last night before sleep and I didn't get a very good sleep. I think we had a pretty chill roll though. It, it was a nice chill roll and I said, nah, Maddie, I'm not gonna grapple today. And then Maddie looked at me and I said, okay, Maddie, let's grapple. <laughs> but but we, we, we adjusted the, the, intensity. the intensity of it for sure. If, if you don't have a whoop strap, one thing I actually remember being taught by Mr. Steve Maxwell, mm -hmm. uh, he was talking about the same thing, understanding where your body is uh, recovering. And he had a bit more of a, a I don't want to say rudimentary, but basic way of measuring it. And he used to say, he, he you take your heart rate over every morning, first thing when you wake up, you get your heart rate yep. and you assess where it is. And if it's, a, if it's above, when you wake up on any given day, if it's above 15 beats a minute or whatever it is, when you Should wake be up above 15 bits a minute uh, no, above your average or what yeah, it normally yeah, yeah. is sorry above the average then he's like you're isn't you that your beats per minute minus the age is your um, heart rate variability i believe i'm not too sure but he, that he he used that as the assessment of saying if you've been training hard and you still wake up and your heart rate's still high yep then you need to take a day off yeah yeah and without i think have, that's a, a way of measuring it without having to you know, use technology and have a whoop strap. Yeah, and that's kind of bringing the just like quantitative measures into yes. it. And then you can start going a little bit more like qualitative maybe. So how do I feel? Like, how do you feel, man? You know, and this morning I woke up and to be honest, I felt a little bit like a truck had hit me um, and my joints were a little bit sore and like my eyes were tired. You know, I was like, okay, something's not really good. And then I had a look at the whoop data and it kind of just confirmed what I was feeling. Mm. And... um you know, we've spoken about this before, but I like to, I like kind of prioritizing the, the qualitative, like mm. just knowing how I feel. I, I think that's first and foremost. You know, I want to be aware, yes, and be mindful of what I am feeling without n necessarily needing a device to tell me how I'm feeling, you know? So, yeah. but, 
but it helps. You know, and this whoop strap has been helping a lot as well because sometimes, I don't know, sometimes you're not very mindful, you know, and sometimes... Um, sometimes you wake up feeling groggy and you just smash a bunch of coffee so you don't actually feel that you're still really tired and unrecovered underneath. Yeah. Because you're wired. You're like, yeah, let's go. Let's do some jujitsu. Yep, yeah. <laughs> In reality, you're still tired and not recovered you just don't feel it anymore you're not aware of your real sensation it's kind of masked yeah so i think you know a combination of both numbers and um felt sense Mm. you know will help you come to an optimal level of um or the optimal next step you know whether that's to train more or less um i still think you should come to class even though you're not feeling so good if you had a plan to come to class and come to class but just adjust Mm. adjust how you're feeling so maybe you sit out for a couple of rolls if, if your coach lets you. I'll let you guys. It's okay. You know, like if someone says, hey, I'm not feeling very good today. I just came for some technique. Sure, man. No worries. Have a rest. Don't come to advanced Maybe class. Maybe take the, take the camera and like I'll, I'll grapple. Sick. It gives me a chance to jump into the class. And then, you know, you can be the safety inspector or you can take some stories for the, for the coach and for the, for the Insta. You know, whatever. You know, you can be of service in other ways. And you don't necessarily have to come to class to grapple. Um, that, that's a little bit of a separate topic right there. But um, yes, people, sleep is critical. It's so important um, because that, like, it's just central to your recovery. Mm. It's central to your quality of life, you know, and going around having to smash uh, Vs like Maddie did in his early days uh, of jiu-jitsu isn't good. Having to drink four or five coffees a day, you know, just to keep yourself going, that's not good. It's not sustainable. So I'd rather not do that. You know, and I'd rather focus on getting a better, better, uh, better sleep, and not necessarily more sleep. It's why you need to build good sleep habits. It's why you need a sleep ritual. Maddie, what do you reckon is the difference between sleep and sleep ritual? What's a sleep ritual? What do you think is a sleep ritual? Sleep rituals where you you pray to the ri- pray to the sleep gods, and you have yeah. like a voodoo doll, and you put a pin in your arm when you want to go. La la. <laughs> um, uh, a sleep ritual is having the same, to me, is having the same practice of going to sleep at a set time. For me, my as my as an example to, to kind of make my statement a bit more clear, I go to bed at 10 o'clock almost every night without fail. Really? Yep. Wow. Well, 10, 10 p.m. is the everything, all electronic devices turned off time. Okay. So at 10, look... I'm not perfect. Sometimes there's there's go over, but 95% of the time, electronic devices are turned off by 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I be, I just begin to do the unwind process. I get a glass of water and I sit for five ten minutes. I brush my teeth. I, I just do these things that are, you know, I'm not. I can unwind. So, what do you, and, so you brush your teeth. That's part of like that's like something that you do. Yeah. What else? I just drink water. Drink water and just how chill. much water? Just one glass. Yeah. I mean, I, I like and to think I'm pretty hydrated. But yeah, I just spend five, ten minutes before bed with no sensory input. With no unnecessary input. So what do you do? Like just stare at a wall? Just relax. I'll sit relax. on the couch. Just chill? Just chill. No TV on? No TV on. Yep, yep. Just a, just a small lamp. I don't want the white lights. I have a Ooh, small yes. yellow small yellow lamp. Yep. So it's kind of dark and mm-hmm. everything begins to dark. And then when I'm ready, I move to bed and I'm there for five, 10 minutes and I'm out every time. Okay, but see how, you, see how there's a bit of a transitional. You can't just say, okay, white, bright lights. Straight to bed. Um, boom, straight to bed, yeah. which is what you said at the start. It's not really the case. Well, it's not really. There's, it's still like 10, 15. There's yeah. a 10 minute process. There. Yeah, and no matter what that is, like yeah. it's a process. Mm. So what you're talking about there, Maddie, is your sleep ritual. Certainly. People, give sleep a chance. This is necessary. Your sleep ritual is a predetermined set of behaviors that helps you to make the transition between being awake and being asleep. These behaviors tell your brain, hey brain, it's time to calm down now. Stop thinking about the submission you nailed. Stop thinking about how that guy um, was inverting to not get past, um, so it wasn't passing his guard. Stop thinking about that footlock you almost caught. Stop thinking about you know, um, the podcast you and Maddie are going to do tomorrow, mm-hmm. stop. That's slowly stop it. Stop. And don't come to a screeching halt. You know, it's yeah. the process. It's a process. Wind down slowly. Wind down slowly, yes. Okay, stop. Th- um, focus on the shut eye. 
focus on starting to sleep. And you know what? That doesn't even, I don't even like that because if you focus on sleep, you're probably not going to sleep. Just yeah. focus on just like slowly coming to nil. It's like the idea of trying to relax. If you're trying, you're not you're really not, relaxing. Exactly, right? like, exactly, yes. So that's the thing. Sometimes like if I'm in bed and my, like I'm wide-eyed as I was last night, it's like, come on, man, sleep, sleep, and you force yourself, then you're just going completely the other, the other way. You know, so that's not what we're after. And getting worked up. I can't sleep. This God is, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not no, helping. Yeah, so it's just very counterintuitive and you shouldn't, you don't want to be doing that. Um, <clears throat> so this is especially important because you can't control exactly how much sleep you get or how well you sleep. You can only control your sleep behaviors and you can only be proactive with this ritual. Rest assured, hey, hey. Excuse the pun. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> this will dramatically oh. improve your chances of good, restful sleep. Hey, Maddie, I came up with my with um, one of my first original dad jokes a couple oh, of days wow. ago. What is it? Um, I don't know. I forget it now. But <laughs> I looked at Angie. I go, hey, ba-boom. And she looked at me. She goes, oh, no. That was the first proper one. Because <laughs> I got this, like, I got dad jokes on Facebook. And I kind of, like, I give yeah. her a few here and there. But yeah. she knows I get them on Facebook. Whereas today, I, like, I came up with it all by myself. It's like, here we go, here That's we go. That's when you know you're sleep deprived. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Look, people, um, here are some tips to get you started with this sleep ritual, um, with your own sleep ritual. And I'm, hopefully you have one. Share them with us. Um, hopefully these can kind of help you improve. Um, as Maddie said, what Maddie was saying, Maddie's decided on a bedtime, 10 p.m., Right. Decide on a bedtime and work backwards one to two hours ahead of it. So, Maddie, I think if you want to be in bed by 10, I think by like 8, 8.30, let's say. What, when do, what time do you get home? Well, you know, so like For me, it's at 10.30 is the, like, the in-bed time. So okay. for me, 10 o'clock is the where I begin that process. So maybe not one to two hours for me. It's like a half-hour process. Yeah. But we're... I'm pretty religious or ritualist. But you know, you're getting home that. and you're driving and like even when you're when you're eating, it's probably slowly winding you down. Mm. You know, like you're just well, chilling. Exactly. You I have don't... a little chat with your with your um, with your missus and that's kind of slowly relaxing you, yeah, hopefully. When I'm at a late late night class, as I said, we'll get I'll get home at nine o'clock. And what am I doing from when I get home? As I said, it's a shower. It's the shower's sh- relaxing. Shower's relaxing. I'm eating. I'm hanging out my clothes because I, I wash my jujitsu gi first thing when I get home. Yep. Uh, and then I hang it out. Um, and and yeah, I just spend some time with the missus, and that's already beginning my unwind time. Spot on. Yeah. Right. See, there you go. So like that's mm. it's a it's not it's not necessarily ten to ten thirty. It's like no. it's before that as Correct. well. Um, you know, one thing I did last night. This, this is a little bit of a recommendation from Mr. Elvis Sinizik, um, who's really, really wired in with all this um, good stuff, is um, I had a cold shower. So I had a, actually started being a warm shower. And as I said, it was advanced class last night and I felt like my body was going to be a little bit sore. So slowly, slowly towards the end of the shower, I started taking off the hot. Oh, that's actually, I love doing that. Yeah. And it has some like, you know, physiological effects mm. and it, it helps you like kind of slowly wind down. Um, <clears throat> so... But towards the end, I had about 30 seconds. I tried for longer, but... I'm a bit more extreme in my approach. How do you do that? How do you do it? Uh, I, will, I will preface this. Starting with a warm shower and going to cold is so much easier mentally. Yeah. I find the idea of just getting into a cold shower is... I just don't want that in my life. I don't nah, want that no. stress. I, I'm, I'm way more extreme, though. I'll have my, my hot... I call it a hot shower. I like really hot showers. But then I'll just cut the hole. Cut the hot. Yeah, right. And go pure cold and you just switch and you just breathe. Yeah. And after about two, three breaths, you just feel your entire diaphragm relax. And you're like, oh, this is all right. I can chill here for as long as I want. Yeah, well. I, yeah. I don't know. I find going one extreme to the other so much easier than the idea of having to, to progressively turn the hot off. Because then you're going, oh, do I want to go a little bit colder? Oh, you start getting a bit tense you feel the tension in your chest and in your breathing yeah whereas if you just go all right i'm just gonna do it turn Boom. the hot <sighs> okay i just find like it becomes like torturous and i'm like get me out of here get me out of here get me out of here out. i'm like wim hof bro i'm, I'm, not, a wim hof, I'm <laughs> not a wim hof man but i i find there's some serious benefits well it works through your it. breath right yeah yeah man i like it i like it so um 
So we're starting the, the ritual before bedtime. Yes. You know, so it's like, okay, ten, I, I, to be honest, like in my mind, I, I don't know, Roscoe changed things up, but um, 10.30 for me was my bedtime, right? I always thought, you know, if I'm in at 10.30, if I'm in bed at 10.30, that gives me enough time. So um, <clears throat> with now, as distinct from that, I, I'm trying to like get to bed at 10. You know, 10 is usually a good idea. Mm. Um, so by 9.30, I'm really trying to stop and, and turn off all the devices. Yep. Um, you know. Speaking of devices, one thing I'm going to – I recommend to everyone, you should have – and it helped me heaps, is having a no phone in the bedroom policy. Yeah, right. Do you sleep with your phone like on the bedside table? Look, tonight I will because I have Thursday morning class and I have to be up by 5.30. You don't find having the alarm on the on the kitchen bench outside even more annoying because you hear it and you're like, I've got to go get up and get it. Um, yeah, yeah. To be honest, it's, that's a possibility. Um, I've slowly crept in. My, my phone's crept into my bedroom, yeah. and that's because I like reading and I don't have a lamp, so I just use the the phone light. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. But I highly yes. Everyone, listen to Maddie. Don't listen to me on this one. Um, keep your phone out of your bedroom. To be honest, it's really really important. Um, if you've got a TV in your bedroom, that should be Just get a lamp, either. John, for God's sake. Yeah, get a lamp. <laughs> get a that's lamp. It. Jesus. Man, you could just get like one of those little bolt-on things to your uh, to the wall above you, or you could put it on one your One of those little hats you put on your head, on, the, on your forehead, oh, that'd you a know? Bit, that'd be a bit... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, then, and then I can read my book. Cause, like a know, miner's lamp? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I like reading at night um, in my bed sometimes. If I don't get a chance throughout the day to read, then I might read a couple pages at night. Yep. That's a way to put yourself to sleep, yeah. too. I find that I start reading about three, four paragraphs, depending on the book as well. But if, even a great book, like at that time, if I'm tired, I start reading and then slowly, slowly, it just kind of, um, I, I just fall asleep. I see, I'm the complete opposite of that. Books wake me up. Oh, right. I remember my mum used to give me books as a kid. She'd be like, oh, here, you should read it before, read a few pages before bed. Next thing I know, it's 5 a.m. Oh, I right. finished the book. Yeah, right. Uh, it's like a 500-page book. I finished it, and it's like, oh, time to, to wake up for school. Was that Harry Potter by any chance? Uh, that would have Back been one day. of them, yeah. among many other I books. I did that too, man. What are those Harry Potter books and kids? Like, I, that was a thick book, yeah. and I read that within a few days. I, overnight. Yeah. Like, that, but that was what I did. It was what, probably not healthy, but I can't do books before bed. So you will have to find out what works for you too. Of course, of course. It all, everything we say here depends on, you know, your, um, what works for you too. And I think you always have to be, like, that's the first step, but we're giving you some options, mm. right? But here's another one. And to be honest, I think this is critical. Even if you think it doesn't work for you, I feel like it does. Ready? Limit your caffeine. Well, you know, he, he, the part that's variable is I'm saying here, limit your caffeine to the morning. Um, PN recommends that you don't have any t after 2 p.m. That's yeah. a bit of a stretch. I usually about now, I might have a, you know, before, like before our podcast is what, 2.30. I would have said 3 I'll have a coffee. 3 p.m. would be my cup. Yeah, man, whatever. Like, you know, and there or thereabouts, right? So early afternoon, mm. it gets to a point where stop having the coffee. Why? Caffeine's a stimulant. Mm -hmm. It stays in your body for up to eight to ten hours. Drinking it too late in the day can leave you tossing and turning over night time. Yeah, for sure. I remember as a kid, I don't know what I was doing. I'd have coffees over night time. <laughs> and I'd go into like a sleep paralysis, to be honest. It was like, I remember like was trying to study for HSC and stuff. I'd be drinking Makonas over night time. And I'd try to sleep. And I'd have music on. And then... Have you ever had sleep paralysis, Maddie? No. Where like, you, you, it feels like you can't move your body, but you're not sleeping? No. Maybe someone has, I don't know. But hey, I've, heard, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, it's interesting. But I think that that was definitely due to the caffeine. Like my body wanted to sleep, but my brain just couldn't shut off. Um, so I've learned from that. So even if you think, you know, coffee doesn't affect you, I think it does, you know, because it's just, it's just caffeine on the human body. Um, and listen, you might be able to sleep after the coffee of a nighttime, but how good is the quality of your sleep? You know, so, so I don't know, drink a tea for God's sake, have something different, yep. you know? And so, you know, if you're trying to take something away, I think the better idea of that is to substitute. Yeah. So if you have a coffee of a nighttime, 
don't stop the coffee and then have nothing and then just twiddle your thumbs and just want something. Just swap the coffee for a tea, you know, tea with some milk for like, you know, it just kind of changes things up a little bit. It doesn't taste the same, but you know, it's it's different and soon enough you'll get used to it and you'll be fine. My girlfriend thinks I'm really, really weird. Well, I have pineapple juice after dinner. Pineapple juice. Of all things. You're weird. I know, I know. <laughs> no, no, whatever. But whatever like, works it, for you, Maddie. It works. It's sugar and some people are like, don't have sugar before bed. It'll keep you up. No, it doesn't. It, it it's, I don't know. It soothes me. It relaxes me. So. You know what? Um, there's a lot of uh, research and I'm going to give you guys uh, some resources after this because me and Maddie, we're not sleep experts. Um, there are a lot of people who have done a lot of research into sleep and in PN, there's an article that I'll that I've put in the in the article in you know the the um, blog post, but PNs uh, and John Barati in particular recommends carbohydrates at night. Really? Yeah, huh. because that that assists in the um, in your ability for your body to like to start to go to bed. So maybe you're onto something, Maddie. So maybe if you have whether it's pineapple juice or maybe some slow absorbing carbs, yep. you know, at night time that could potentially help you, um, which is interesting. Man, I just want to like, a bit of a side tangent. There's a lot of misinformation out there on, uh, you know, eating and carbs and, and protein and fat and sugar and all that kind of crap. The, 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 the nutrition industry is notoriously full of crap. Uh, PN is one of those places that has always kind of, for me, stood out yep. uh, as a very good resource. And I think a lot of it comes from, you know, you've got to eat 30 grams of protein every two hours. What, what the fuck is, sorry, what's 30 grams? Where does that come from? Yeah. I've got to have a protein shake of powder every three hour, two to three hours. Look, I, know, uh, like, I agree with you. Hey, PN, um, precision nutrition. Um, that's why I chose to do the level one, level two um, certifications because everything I got from there just works. And now it's given me a framework to kind of understand nutrition and how nutrition works best for me. And that's why we've got the Precision Nutrition Program that runs through high Jiu-Jitsu. We haven't done it for a little bit, but you know we could bring that back. Um, but I'm doing the PN program as a student again um, with my coach, Krista, um, and that's been just just amazing for me. So you know, as part of that, the, the program, it's a one-year program, um, create and maintain a sleep ritual was one of them. You know, So I spent two weeks really trying to refine my sleep ritual. I mean, I've spent the last three years learning the first two weeks of that. Eat slow. Eat slowly, yeah. Man, that's, a, a, that's a hard one. It's a work in progress. Who tells you to progress. eat slow? Not many people, hey. Man, it's, there's something to it, but there's, definitely there's something, something to, to it. Hey, um, so that's limit the caffeine. Now, here's one that really helps for me. I should have done this last night. I should take my own advice. One to two hours before bed, take out a piece of paper and do a brain dump. Whether you're thinking about that role you just had, the submission you lost, or the next competition... It's easy to let the brain hamsters run amok as you lie there staring into the ceiling. Like little Roscoe, it's like the things in my, the, the voice in my brain. You know, so get the hyperactive, anxious little creatures out of your brain and dump them onto a piece of paper. This is called a brain dump. A brain dump's easy to do, Maddie. You keep a notebook next to your bed and you write down everything that's going through your head. It doesn't have to be legible or understood by anybody else. Just get those thoughts down on the paper. Maybe write a paint a picture if it's easier for you whatever it is mm. just get the stuff out of your head and get it somewhere else it's super know? amazing because once it's written down it, there's like this switch in your brain that goes oh i don't actually need to remember that now like i'm holding on to it because i know this is good information it's on paper oh i can yeah i can put it away yeah you like know? yeah 100 percent. so like uh, to be honest man i feel like i have some great ideas of a night time like i'm in bed i'm just chilling and i'm like oh how about this or how about that? And it's beautiful, but it's not the right time. So what yeah. I can do, I'll use it. I can write it down on a piece of paper, you know, and then and then it's it's somewhere else. Yes. I don't have to store it. I don't have to keep thinking about it. I don't have to hold on to it and squeeze. Yeah, and now it's the paper's problem. And my brain is clean and clear and calm and ready to relax for bed. That's critical. I think that's really, really big and I can do more of that. Can you do more of that, Maddie? Definitely, there's nights where I feel like I could definitely do it. Mm -hmm. um, next one, turn off all electronic screens. We've alluded to this. We'll talk about it again. 
Turn off all electronic screens, TV, computer, all of that an hour before bed. You know, while you may swear that cruising Facebook or watching late night reality TV is relaxing for you, um, electronic media is actually stimulating to your brain. Mm. It revs up your brain and your body, even if you don't realize it. Plus, the light from screens can mess up the circadian rhythm, um, and it's just not a good idea. Like having your phone, staring at your phone. Um, I do that, to be honest. Like, and I, f- I kind of feel like, oh, it's relaxing, but I know it's like it's yeah. not. Get it out, piss it off. Um, That's why I don't have it next to the bed. It's like if you are going to read a book, read a book, you know. But yeah. like, because it's, you don't have that that just that bright light in your face, and you don't have like the just the mass of information coming into your brain mm. you know um hey but what should you do if you're supposed to turn off the electronics what else can we do hey slip part of your sleep ritual make yourself some decaf tea maybe mm. listen to some soft music read something light i like to um spend time with your your, your significant other yeah just you know having a chat having a laugh oh sex Maddie's putting his hands together. Doing these ones. <laughs> hey, yes. Thing to do. It really is, man. That, that helps. That helps you sleep. You. Yes. That'll get rid of stress. Yep. A bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of winding up, but <laughs> you'll wind back down pretty quickly after. Yeah, that. like very quickly, <laughs> very to be honest. Quickly. Um, yeah, man, that's a good time. It really is. Um, you know, um, tell your body and your brain it's time to sleep. You know, by sipping on something warm. Oh, Maddie, uh, taste some tasty tea. Reading some light fiction. You know, this gets you out of your mind and into a story. Relegate, relegate your breathing. It tells your brain it's time to shut down for the night. Um, keep your bedroom cool. That's a really oh. good one. You know what? I've, I've realized sometimes, I, even when I think it's cold outside and I sleep with a jumper, I always regret it. Man, I, I feel like that, that's one of my biggest issues is my body temperature while I sleep. Yeah, it's really important to keep your body cool. Most of summer, even with like fans and aircon, I will spend, I don't even get undercovers of any form. Yeah, it's right. just on top. And that's a weird My mum's always told me as a kid, like if you if you sleep under an aircon with no covers, you're gonna catch a cold. It, dude, so it, like, it's no aircon. I don't know if it's necessarily true, but- Maybe the door will, open or the window open. Your throat will some, definitely feel like crap yeah, the next day. Yeah. I don't know if you'll get a cold, but you'll, you'll feel stuffy and, and congested. Mm-hmm. Um, or a stiff neck, I've had that happen. Yeah, stiff necks happen to me yeah. too. But so yeah, I hate aircon. Like, I don't know, I'm just not a fan of aircon. But um, so of course, if you need it, you need it. But you know, um, cooler temperatures will tell your body that's in hibernation mood. Sometimes this is a bit probably a weird one for some. As I said, I have heat problems. Uh, I'll get ice from the freezer, mm-hmm. and I'll put ice on my chest while I'm lying in bed just to cool Ooh, my baby. whole body down. Yeah, well, we can go back to the sex again if you want. Uh, but I'll put, I'll put ice on. Keep it G-rated it here, cool, Maddie. Cool my whole body off, and I sleep like a baby when I do that. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah okay what about you know getting a, a a cloth with some cold water also a good option you know and putting it on your head and yeah. kind of cleaning yourself up a little bit and just keeping yourself cool that's a very good idea Maddie. um beautiful i when you say ice i'm worried about the water just kind of trickling down to the sheet and making a big mess <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be if i've got a damp towel whatever it's gonna do the same thing right yeah man um but i get it like and so you're kind of using something to, to keep yourself cool yes i think it's a great idea um, people, these are just some tips, you know. I, it's important that you develop your own sleep ritual. What works for you? Find out what works for you. Experiment. Play with different things. But if you take our advice today, just develop something. You know, develop that sleep ritual. Um, you don't have to try all of these things in one night. Just pick one or two to add to your routine that you have currently and try to get it done. Try to make it slow, like little notches better and better and better, you know. Um, think of it as your own personal sleep experiment. Mm. This is that's beautiful. Um, you know the the benefits of high quality, restful, regular sleep will have you winning on the mats and off the mats. I guarantee you that. Um, oh, it, fix your emotions for sure. Just fix everything. Man, tell me you don't wake like wake up grumpy when you sleep like crap. Oh man, and trying to tell me that doesn't carry across into the rest of your day. <laughs> that Maddie, I'll tell you you're a liar if you can t- if you say that to me, yeah, or you're just I'm blissfully f- unaware. No, I'm not saying that to you because I, I've felt that firsthand. 
um, you know, like just it affects everything, man. Yeah. Sleep affects like, you know, physical, your mental, your emotions, like all of it. And if we're talking about that, the evdemonia people, eudaimonia, if you want to flourish in life, sleep better. Sleep, get more quality sleep. Um, hey, people, um, we touched on a few little points here. Me and Maddie aren't scientists. We're just trying to do our best here. I'm a sleep enthusiast. And th- yeah, we're enthusiasts, okay? Um, there's some resources. So Hacking Sleep, Engineering a High-Quality Restful Night. It's written by Brian St. Pierre, who's like a PN coach and extraordinaire. Um, PrecisionNutrition.com forward slash Hacking Sleep. Um, you got Ryan Andrews. He's another PN guy all about sleep. And that's available on PrecisionNutrition.com as well. And if you guys want to learn more about sleep, this is like this kind of, this was huge for me. Um, the JRE podcast, Matthew Walker, episode 1109. Have you listened to that, Matty? No. Oh my Lord, jump on it. I will. It changed my world. And, you know, I wrote this article before that episode, but that episode just really hit all of this home. It actually kind of scares you about not getting enough sleep, not getting good quality sleep, just the, 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 the impacts it can have. It actually scared me too much to the point where I started getting a little bit stressed about not sleeping. Oh, wow. Saying it's a carcinogen, like, you know, lack of sleep is a carcinogen. It's not um, good for your body. It's just stress. It's, stress it's just, yeah, a lot of stress. One thing I was just... Alzheimer's, you know, like all of these, like degenerative, um, you know, brain dis- diseases. Um, a whole, like the, a whole big factor is sleep. One thing. Listen to it. One thing more that to help sleep better. Yep. Stay off the booze. Oh, yeah, like I, it's a bit of a, it's a bit <laughs> of a side tangent, but too much alcohol. You, you too much alcohol. Yes. You, you know when you've had like a big night, you know you wake up and you didn't sleep well. It's not good quality sleep. You know what? I feel like to be honest, even like even the doobies there, like um, people think that they sleep better. But that's what one thing Matt Walker was saying. Like it messes with your REM sleep. Really? So you have five different stages of sleep, yes. And then if you're, you know, if you're intoxicated, whether that's, you know, with your doobies, like with the marijuana or like alcohol, you feel like you sleep deeper, but you don't go through yeah. all the cycles. So it's not quality sleep, you know. So you kind of, um, you, you you affect it negatively, even though sometimes you you, know, you might have a few to drink and you just lie on the gr- on the bed and just completely pass out. Okay, it helps you get to sleep, but the quality of the sleep. quality of sleep is what changes. Yes. yes. Hey, people, um, there's a lot there for us. Thank you so much for, um, for you know, tuning in. I hope this helps you. I think it'll help you. If you take one little part of it, it'll help you. Um, sleep rituals, we're working on it, me and Maddie, Maddie and I, and hopefully you can work on it too. Let us know. We had a lady um, hit us up and say, hey, thank you for the High YouTube podcast. It's awesome. That lady was all the way in, um, in the US, and that made our day. Um, thank did. you, everybody. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please keep sending in some feedback. It really, really helps. Keep sending in some questions with regards to your jiu-jitsu journey because these are the questions that fuel this podcast and fuel our ability to help you guys. So um, keep them coming. We love you all. Thank you. Thanks. Us. Us and out.